Hello everyone, this is Vladimir Stafford, and you are listening to Aging with Grace Podcast, Season 1, Episode 17. You have a virus? Now what? Recording date, 1-26-2022. Please enjoy. As you heard during the introduction, this podcast is titled, You Have a Virus? Now what? First of all, relax. Getting a virus is normal. Viruses infect and affect us all. Viruses have been around since the beginning of time. No sense wondering if you could have, should have, would have done something to prevent yourself from getting this virus. You have it. This podcast is dedicated to helping you get through it. I feel sorry for you. I have a lot of empathy because I am in the midst of a virus myself. Viruses are definitely not fun and even painful, miserable, torturous, I've had a lot of viruses in my lifetime. Each one is unique with different symptoms that vary in intensity and duration. But one thing they all have in common is that they eventually go away. I have never taken any medication or done anything except rest and drinking enough water to make them go away. They will go away on their own. Our body has an incredible capacity for healing. I don't know if you remember from your school days biology classes or if you've ever read or watched a video about our immune system and how the immune system cells fight the virus invaders in our body. But if you haven't, I recommend learning about our immune system and how it works while you are recovering from a virus. It's incredible. Learning about viruses is a good idea too. They are weird. They are not like any other life form and scientists are not even sure how to classify them. They can't exist on their own. They infect a cell with their DNA to reproduce, which is creepy. The best thing that we can do for our bodies to help them heal during this virus attack is to rest so that our body's immune system gets all the energy it needs for fighting the virus. If you have been listening to our other podcasts, then you are familiar with the flower of health. One of the petals of the flower represents our need to stay away from toxins and pathogens in order to be healthy. Of course, sometimes that's impossible. Viruses are everywhere. And even when we do our best to build up our immune system by eating well, sleeping enough, getting enough and the right kind of exercise, etc., we can still get sick with a virus. Here's what the United States Center for Disease Control says about the flu, which is caused by a virus. By the way, all flus are caused by viruses, and there are millions and millions of different viruses on the planet. So even when you build up an immunity, when you get antibodies to fight one kind of virus, you're still susceptible to catching one of the other millions of viruses that are out there. So the CDC website begins by listing the common signs and symptoms of flu. And it says influenza flu can cause mild to severe illness and at times can lead to death. Flu is different from a cold. But by the way, they're still caused by viruses. Colds are caused by viruses too. Flu usually comes on suddenly. People who have flu often feel some or all of these symptoms. Fever or feeling feverish chills, cough, sore throat, runny or stuffy nose, muscle or body aches, headaches, fatigue, and some people may have vomiting and diarrhea, though this is more common in children than adults. 
I've had everything on that list except for the vomiting and diarrhea during my rose this bout with the with the flu and it says it's important to note that not everyone with flu will have a fever for more information visit and they list a website and you can go to the CDC website and look this up yourself of course and it says what should i do if i get sick most people with flu will have mild illness and do not need medical care or antiviral drugs if you get sick with flu symptoms in most cases you should stay home and avoid contact with other people except to get medical care. If, however, you have symptoms of flu and are in a higher risk group or are very sick or worried about your illness, contact your health care provider, your doctor, your physician assistant, etc. Certain people are at an increased risk of serious flu-related complications, including young children people 65 and older, pregnant people, and people with certain medical conditions. And then it has a link for a list of people at higher risk of developing flu-related complications. If you are in a higher risk group and develop flu symptoms, it's best for you to contact your doctor early in your illness. Remember, I mean, remind them about your higher risk status for flu. CDC recommends that people at higher risk for complications should get antiviral treatment as early as possible because benefit is greatest if treatment is started within two days after illness onset. So who should take antiviral drugs? It's very important that flu antiviral drugs are started as soon as possible to treat patients who are hospitalized with flu. People who are very sick with flu, but who do not need to be hospitalized, and people who are at higher risk of serious flu complications based on their age or health, as if they develop flu symptoms. Although other people with mild illness who are not at higher risk of flu complications may also be treated early with antiviral drugs by their doctor, most people who are otherwise healthy and not at higher risk for flu complications do not need to be treated with antiviral drugs. So what are the possible side effects of antiviral drugs? Side effects vary for each medication. The most common side effects for ozeltamivir are nausea and vomiting. Xanamivir can cause bronchospasm and paramivir can cause diarrhea. Other less common side effects also have been reported. Your healthcare provider can give you more information about these drugs and side effects, or you can check the Food and Drug Administration website for specific information about antiviral drugs, including the manufacturer's package insert. So here's an aside. This is me talking. All drugs come with side effects. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm sick with the flu, and I'm going to take a drug that makes me sicker with nausea and vomiting or bronchospasms or diarrhea. Oh, my goodness. Okay, next section. What are flu antiviral drugs? Flu antiviral drugs are prescription medicines, pills, liquid, an inhaled powder, or an intravenous solution that fight against flu viruses in your body. Antiviral drugs are not sold over the counter. 
You can only get them if you have a prescription from a healthcare provider. Antiviral drugs are different from antibiotics, which fight against bacterial infections. So really, <clears throat> well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to just continue reading. Should I still get a flu vaccine? Yes, antiviral drugs are not a substitute for getting a flu vaccine. While flu vaccine can vary in how well it works, a flu vaccine is best is a best way to help prevent seasonal flu and its potentially serious complications. Everyone six months and older should receive a flu vaccine every year. Antiviral drugs are a second line of defense that can be used to treat flu, including seasonal flu and variant flu viruses if you get sick. And what are the benefits of antiviral drugs is the next section. Antiviral treatment works best when started soon after the flu illness begins. When treatment is started within two days of becoming sick with flu symptoms, antiviral drugs can lessen fever and flu symptoms and shorten the time you are sick by about one day. So these antiviral drugs only shorten the duration of the illness by one day, but they give you all these side effects. I'm sorry, this is me talking. And I'm back to the CDC. They also may reduce the risk of complications such as ear infections in children, respiratory complications like pneumonia requiring antibiotics, and hospitalization in adults. For people at higher risk of serious flu complications, early treatment with an antiviral drug can mean having milder illness instead of more severe illness that might require a hospital stay. For adults hospitalized with flu illness, some studies have reported that early antiviral treatment can reduce their can reduce their risk of death. So there's that. Okay, next section. Do I need to go to the emergency room if I am only a little sick? No. The emergency room should be used for people who are very sick. You should not go to the emergency room if you are only mildly ill. If you have emergency warning signs of flu sickness, you should go to the emergency room. If you get sick with flu symptoms and are at a higher risk of flu complications or, or you are concerned about your illness, call your health care provider for advice. So here's a list. What are emergency warning signs of flu? People experiencing any of these warning signs should obtain medical care right away. Difficulty breathing or shortness of breath. Persistent pain or pressure in the chest or abdomen. Persistent dizziness, confusion, inability to arouse. Seizures, not urinating. Severe muscle pain. Severe weakness or unsteadiness. Fever or cough that improve but then return or worsen. Worsening of chronic medical conditions. These lists are not all inclusive. Please consult your medical provider or any other for any other symptom that is severe or concerning. How long should I stay home if I'm sick? CDC recommends that you stay home for at least 24 hours after your fever is gone, except to get medical care or other necessities. Your fever should not your fever your fever should be gone without the need to use a fever reducing medicine such as Tylenol. Until then, you should stay home from work, school, travel, shopping, 
social events, and public gatherings. CDC also recommends that children and teenagers, that's anyone 18 years and younger who have flu or are suspected to have flu, should not be given aspirin or any salicylate salate containing products, for example, Pepto-Bismol, because this can cause a rare, very serious complication called RISE syndrome. And it has a link to find out more about RISE syndrome there. So what should I do while I'm sick? Stay away from others as much as possible to keep from infecting them. If you must leave home, for example, to get medical care, wear a face mask if you have one, or cover coughs and sneezes with a tissue. Wash your hands often to keep from spreading flu to others. So this is me. This is an aside from me. As I said earlier, the best thing you can do for yourself is to rest so all your energy can be used by your immune system. But for some people, it may make sense to get antiviral drugs. I mean, this is just me talking. But if you want your immune system to work well, you need to rest, not go anywhere. And the next section from the CDC says, oh, I'm sorry, that's that's all from the CDC. To sum up what the CDC recommends when you come down with flu-like symptoms is one, ask yourself if you are in a high-risk group. If you are in a high-risk group, you need to call your doctor. You do not need to go to the emergency room unless you're experiencing the emergency symptoms that were listed above. And two, stay home until you have not had a fever for at least 24 hours. That's it. In a nutshell, that's what they're saying. One, ask yourself if you're in a high-risk group. If you're in a high-risk group, you need to call your doctor. And you do not need to go to the emergency room unless you're experiencing emergency symptoms listed above. And two, stay home until you have not had a fever for at least 24 hours. So all that can be summed up in those two things. And all that stuff about antiviral medication is for people who are in the high-risk group. In my opinion, only people who are in danger of dying from the flu should take antiviral medication because of all the side effects, and they only shorten the duration of the flu by one day. If I didn't know better, I would think that the CDC is in cahoots with Big Pharma. But I'm not a doctor or even a nurse. And I am very anti-medication, except where absolutely necessary. And I was surprised to see that the CDC did not offer any self-care tips, such as drinking enough water, improving the humidity in your living environment, staying warm, eating well if tolerated, sleeping and resting as much as possible, taking vitamin C, zinc, and elderberry supplements, And let me put a disclaimer in here. I am not offering medical advice. Please check with your physician before taking any supplements. I have also heard that if you are low in vitamin D, your immune system will be be weaker. But only a blood test can determine that as far as I know. And that's for later, after you get over the flu. If you're like me right now, you're too sick to go anywhere or do anything. You don't feel like it. But I have heard during my lifetime of two unrelated individuals who through sheer willpower forced themselves to go to work or travel with a fever. One of them collapsed and was in a coma for weeks, but they survived, and the other became paralyzed from the waist down after their ordeal 
with having a fever and forcing themselves to work. So it's not a good idea to try to take pain relievers and forge ahead just so you can accomplish some goal. Your health is more important than anything. I don't take any medication for lowering my fever because a fever is one way our immune system kills the viruses. Viruses cannot survive above a certain temperature. As I said earlier, right now your body needs rest in order to recover. But how boring and miserable, just sitting at home in pain. Yes, but we have television and streaming and social media to entertain and distract us. I've been watching funny videos because I do believe that we heal better in a positive environment and laughter is the best medicine. I'm so thankful that I have a mate who is sympathetic and helpful and patient during my illness, and I'm extra thankful that he's not sick within himself. He's been cooking for me and shopping and running errands. Gratitude is another emotion that helps healing. This is a good time to reassess your life and list all the things you are grateful for. It's also a good time to make lists of all kinds. One of my lists includes things I haven't felt like doing for work during my illness. To help alleviate the anxiety I'm feeling from falling behind in my work is to imagine that I'm on vacation. By the way, my oldest son told me that he and his wife had a similar flu a couple of weeks ago while they were on vacation. I feel so sorry for him, for them, and other people that get sick while on vacation. What a waste of time and money. But here I am at home, and I could be anywhere in the world, but I would still be stuck on this sofa or in this bed, so why not imagine that I'm on some faraway beach, lying in the sun, listening to the waves. I have put many videos of beach scenes on our big screen TV and imagine that I'm on the beach. I don't even feel like reading a book, but listening to the waves is pleasant listening to music, listening to a podcast, or whatever floats your boat is a great idea while you're sick. Isn't it wonderful that we have the technology to make that listening and watching pleasant things easy and accessible? And I don't have a fireplace, but even if I did, I wouldn't feel like building a fire. However, through the magic of YouTube, I can have the fire of my choice burning for hours on my big screen TV complete with crackling sounds. Very comforting. I love a fireplace burning this time of year when it's cold and snowy outdoors, like it is now. If you have a mate or someone who can help you, you are blessed. I hope you do. Please ask them to buy you a humidifier if you don't already have one, especially if it's winter time when you get sick. You can also just boil water on your stove, but be sure and don't let it boil dry like we did. <laughs> I also bought a thermometer that measures the humidity level in our apartment. Before we started boiling water and using the humidifier, our humidity level was 22% and now it's 33%. Ideal humidity is between 30 and 40% in the winter. That's another thing I'm grateful for, the magic of Amazon. I ordered the thermometer one day and it was here the next. Of course, humidity levels are important because your nasal passages are especially under attack from the flu and keeping them moist helps them heal better. So if you can afford it and you feel like it, do a little retail therapy via the internet. The name of the game here is to stay positive and keep your mind off your suffering. 
but I know you are suffering. And as I said earlier, I feel sorry for you and hope you get better soon. I have been really sick for a week now, some days better than others, but this is weird to be sick so long. I haven't been sick like this since my youngest son was a baby about 33 years ago. But my oldest son, who was telling me about his recent flu experience, said that he was sick for a week and a half and he couldn't figure out what was going on. He's in the Navy and healthcare is really complicated for him, especially when he's on vacation. So anyway, I just think this is a weird virus that I don't have any antibodies for, but my mate does. That's why he's not getting it. Or maybe he has a super immune system, but I doubt that because he has some comorbidities that compromise his health, but who knows? Even doctors don't know. It's called the practice of medicine for a reason. <laughs> they are constantly practicing on and learning from their trial and error practice on his patients. <laughs> Another thing I have done that makes me feel better during this virus is gentle stretching exercises. I don't really know yoga, but I've taken some yoga classes and I've tried to do some of the moves I've learned, but here the goal is to move around and stretch. Sitting and lying down all day is not good for us even if we're resting to recover from a virus. Normally I jog and walk every day, well at least five days a week, and do some strength training five days a week. But for a week now all I've done is sit and lie around my apartment. I've been thinking of walking a little on the treadmill now that my fever is broken. Maybe tomorrow. I can't wait to get back to the gym. The gym is a happy place, especially this time of year. If you live somewhere where it's warm and sunny in January, as I'm recording this podcast, and you're listening to this podcast in January, I suggest you get out and get a little sun if you're not feeling well. Lie on your deck. Sunlight is very healing. Where I live, the sun is too weak in the winter to provide any vitamin D through our skin's sun exposure. Also, I've learned that older people don't absorb vitamin D through their skin like they did when they were younger. Another thing that has helped me during this flu is drinking tea, hot tea. I've always enjoyed a cup of black tea with little milk each morning. I like coffee later in the day, but during this virus, coffee has not appealed to me at all. So I've had several cups of tea during the day. The hot liquid has felt good on my extremely sore throat. I mixed lemon juice and honey together with hot water a few a few different days too. My throat feels better today. I have had an appetite, strangely enough, not as but not a big appetite, but I've been able to eat and I'm grateful for that too. Nausea and vomiting are the worst in my opinion. I've had flus where I've done that and the diarrhea thing. That's the worst too. As I wrap up this podcast, I want to recap that I recommend to help you feel better. As I wrap up this podcast, I want to recap what I recommend to help you feel better sooner and all during your illness. When you come down with the flu, call your doctor immediately if you're in a high risk group or go to the emergency room if you experience any of the symptoms listed earlier that signal a medical emergency. But for people who are usually healthy, accept this state of affairs as natural and inevitable and be good to yourself. Rest and relax. Sleep as much as you can. Eat good for you food, like chicken soup. Chicken soup is supposed to be especially good for you when you have the flu. 
or any virus. Michael made an, an awesome, my mate Michael made an awesome Mexican chicken soup that we've been eating for several days. And whatever you do, don't eat sugary stuff. Drink lots of water. <laughs> Peeing will be your exercise time. <laughs> Stretch and move as tolerated. Practice self-love and indulge in listening to and watching things that make you happy. Focus on the positive and try to laugh. Take vitamin C and zinc and elderberry if cleared by your doctor. If you aren't sure if your vitamin D levels are where they should be, resolve to find out from your doctor after you get better. Learn about what a virus is and about your wonderful and miraculous immune system. Above all, do not push yourself. If there is some family emergency or natural disaster, etc., count yourself as disabled and exempt from participating physically. My mother, the nurse, always recommended that I pretend that I was sick, still sick, even after I felt better after the flu, because my body was still recovering, even after I felt better. She said it was still in a weakened state, and I should be I should be good to myself and, and still pretend I was sick after I felt better. But being the skeptic and rebellious person that I am, I tested out her advice when I was younger by not taking her advice and not taking it easy after I felt better from the flu, and I paid the price. I felt tired and sick longer. So I plan to do... I plan to take it easy. I'm going to follow her advice even after I feel all better. In closing, I want to emphasize that this is a special time in your life. Years from now, you will look back on your victorious battle with the flu with gratitude because you haven't been that sick for years. Like I said, I haven't been this sick for like 30 years. Your battle with the flu may even be life-changing. You may discover things you may not have known about had you not had the flu. Things like who your true friends are, who you can count on in a pinch, how you need to put together an emergency plan in case you ever have an emergency that lays you up for weeks or for forever. It happens. Aging with Grace can help you with that. We have a tool for our members called a wellness map. In the wellness map is a legal document that contains instructions for what help you would like in an emergency, who you would like to help you, and where you would like to get that help, whether in your home or at someone else's home or in a nursing home. We encourage our members to get input from their doctor and their lawyer and their accountant and their financial planner and other family members as they put together their wellness map. And the wellness maps are to be updated yearly. Thank you for listening to the Aging with Grace's podcast, and I hope you will join us again next week. Until then, I'm wishing you health, wealth, and wisdom. And remember, memories are forever. Let's make some good ones. Bye-bye. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.